0: Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Thursday, April 27th, 2023, and we continue our catechesis today in the Gospel according to St. John. We are in the Upper Room Discourse on the Night Our Lord Was Betrayed, uniquely recorded in John's Gospel. But does also the readings that we'll be hearing starting this Sunday, actually, for the next six Sundays, we'll be hearing from that Upper Room Discourse on Sunday morning as well. So it's uh, helpful for us to have some catechesis through it here daily, and that way when you hear the preaching on Sundays, you'll be ready for it. Uh, one other note on the Sunday readings from the Upper Room Discourse is that they're not linear. They kind of jump around a little bit, which uh, I was once curious about, and I looked up and uh, there was some kind of conflict, and then nobody took notes as to actually why it was settled to actually, to, to have them in the order that they're in. So, uh, one of those questions left unanswered, uh, it's ultimately kind of a silly question. And Jesus himself is bouncing around a bit in the text anyway, so <laughs> we can bounce around with him. All right. So, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Speaking of life everlasting, we say our memory verse. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. John 11, verse 25 through 26. Our psalm is Psalm 23. shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Good. Table of duties. This is our catechism for the week. To wives. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5, verse 22. Submit. We talked about this hupotasso word. or submissio in Latin to to be placed behind or under, not um, in terms of status before God, of course, but in terms of creaturely orderliness for the for the benefit of the weaker, right? So we always put always put the strong in the front and the weak in the back, right? Um, this is not saying a weak in all things, but uh, certainly in terms of physical um, char- character, and then also recognize that um, within the the household the the husband or the father is given to be the one who is the proclaimer of God's word. And this is also, of course, modeled in the church, because both are modeled after Christ, who is the head of the church. And so uh, the husband or the father is the one given to preach God's word. We talked about this in regards to creation, where Adam neglected the vocation that he had been given by God to preach to Eve, and instead was silent when Eve was hearing a false word. And also uh, note that to submit to the husband is actually to mimic or to follow after the way of Christ and, and that the church, as the bride of Christ, submits um, to Jesus, right? So this, it, it is an act of faith, actually, in the same way that we submit and trust in Jesus, that all things will work out for our good, um, ultimately because of his promises, right? He makes those promises to us. Same with the husband. The husband promised to care and to watch over and to protect and to guide. Uh, he, of course, neglects those duties at times, and yet for the sake out of this yeah out of love and for the sake of um, good order within the house, the wife submits to her husband. I think uh, as christians we're we're cautious to speak in these ways because it's so countercultural, but if we're silent, of course, then the the culture wins the false culture the the demonic culture, the one that seeks to undermine both family and uh, and marriage and then also um, the church and ultimately even the state <laughs> chaos disorder that's what the goal is uh, of the demonic of the satanic so um, the antidote is simply to speak what god has spoken and to speak it truthfully and and even forcefully um, but in love and uh, not overreacting but also um, not underreacting if you like as well all right and then uh, the second verse this is he or excuse me, this is the way the holy women of the past, who put their hope in God, used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. First Peter three verses five through six. Okay, our first reading today is from Isaiah. Now chapter forty eight. I think this is considered. This is considered second Isaiah. <laughs> there are people who split the uh, Isaiah into three persons and three books. That is collections. Of Forty to fifty-five is considered second Isaiah. Yeah, you don't have to agree with that, but anyway. Listen to me, O Jacob, and Israel, my called. I am he, I am the first, and I also am the last. Indeed, my hand has laid the foundation of the earth. My right hand has stretched out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand up together. All of you, assemble yourselves and hear. Who among them has declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall do his pleasure on Babylon, and his arms shall be against the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken. Yes, I have called him. I have brought him, and his way will prosper. Come near to me. Hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, I was there, and now the Lord God and his Spirit have sent me. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Then your peace would have been like a river, and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Your descendants also would have been like the sand, and the offspring of your body like the grains of sand. His name would not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. Go forth from Babylon, flee from the Chaldeans. With a voice of singing, declare, proclaim this. Utter it to the end of the earth, say, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob, and they did not thirst when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock, and the waters gushed out. Right. You see um, Isaiah taking confidence and, and, and actually future hope in the past fulfillment of God's promises that he provided for his people in the wilderness, which is what we do too. This is the reason why we study the scriptures so diligently, so that we can see. And and hear again, what God has done for his people, and that we can take comfort knowing that as he has done in days of old, so he will continue to do um, today. You also note that the right hand um, of the Lord is the one that laid the foundation of the earth and stretched out the heavens. So what John confesses in John chapter 1 about Christ being the very word that made the heavens and the earth and everything therein, also the... um, Paul and Peter confess the same in their epistles that this is not new. This is this this is the prophetic word, uh, being properly understood in light of Christ. Right. So here is Jesus is the one who is delivering his people, the people of Jacob, Israel, out of bondage and slavery in Babylon and and the Chaldeans. Right. He is the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. All of that language you hear fulfilled in Christ as well. All right, and Then our reading for catechesis is from John 14. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you as orphans, I will... Come to you a little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest himself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, "If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him." Okay. Again, we're going to hear this in the context of Sunday morning. Uh, again, Jesus' upper room discourse before uh, he is put on trial, is crucified, uh, dies, and is buried and raises. And uh, but he's of course speaking of is also his resurrection and the gift of his Holy Spirit that will come after his resurrection. All right. But here we're talking about what we did a few days ago that the Father um, and the Son, no one knows the Father except the Son, and to whom the Son reveals him. So to know the Son is to know the Father. And um, to hear the word of the Son is to hear the word of the Father, that the two are one, one God, and yet separate persons. Of course, the children recognize that there's a person of the Trinity missing, that is the gift of the Holy Spirit, whom he's going to promise here, and also tells a little bit about what he gives, or what the the Spirit's job is, which, of course, is to do nothing apart from the Father and the Son. So that's one uh, failing that people have in regard to the Holy Spirit is they think the Spirit has gifts that aren't um, aren't for the purpose of proclaiming Christ, um, whom the Father has sent. All right, so let's look at that. Um, If you love me, keep my commandments, right? So what do those who love Jesus keep? His commandments,
1: right?
0: And then what promise does Jesus then make in verse 16? He will pray the Father to give you another helper. Okay, now you know who the helper is because he tells you in the very next verse. This praying to the Father to give you something, this is, the, this is Jesus performing the office of priest. So um, until COVID, actually, it wasn't part of my regular ministry. I tried here and there, on and off, um, to be in daily prayer for the people of the congregations I've served, um, as they had need, of course I'd pray, but not not necessarily every day, and also, um, you know, through the whole congregation. But you've noticed that we've tried to introduce that here. Oh, actually, I did do it towards the end of my ministry in, in Indiana. Try to pray through um, the whole congregation, uh, whether they had particular need or not. But this is this is what priests do, and of course, you've all been called. Uh, every Christian has been called as a as a royal priest, and so that role of interceding for the needs of the saints is, is your vocation. I actually see this in the chat. <laughs> I should greet you. Um, let's see, Mom, Michael is on YouTube, Don and Karen on Facebook, Vicki's on YouTube, Chris is on uh, Facebook, and Lori, Gus and Eileen. And then, and then uh, you notice my mother asked um, how hard is Gus, Eileen, and Brad, right? So neither Gus and Eileen are having surgery. Um, they're just going to be the long road to recovery, I guess, in the sling. Um, Brad needs lots of prayers, right? He had Quintuple bypass surgery. I think it went a little bit longer. Um, so That's what uh, what the Facebook post said. than expected. Um, it's going to be quite a bit of recovery, and hopefully, then uh, can follow up with other surgery. Uh, what a what a road set before him. All right, but that but that asking and then and then interceding in prayer, which we'll do in a few minutes for Brad um, and for Gus and Eileen. That that is the role of every Christian. Jesus is doing that here and praying that the Holy Spirit come upon us oh, I just gave it away, the Helper. <laughs> That's one of his titles. All right, so you can, you can tell by what the Helper will do. The Helper uh, will abide with us forever. And by abiding with us, then, of course, Christ abides with us because he's the Spirit that proceeds from the Father and the Son. <clears throat> All right, so there's the name for the Helper in verse 17, the Spirit of Truth, another name for the Holy Spirit, right? the Spirit of Truth, meaning he doesn't speak falsehood, he only speaks truthfully. Because he is sent by the one who is the truth, namely Jesus, right? The way, the truth, and the life, John 14, verse 6. No one comes to the Father but by me, Jesus said. We have this uh, challenge then. Um, the world cannot receive and won't receive him. And, um, yeah, why will the world not receive him? It says because they neither see him nor know him. How would you see the Spirit or know the Spirit is the question. By knowing the truth, Jesus, right? So to receive the word is to receive the Spirit, and to receive the Spirit is to receive the word. The word, Jesus, always goes along with the Spirit. The Spirit does nothing apart from the Son and the Father, right? And, all, and all serves to give the Father and the Son to us, right? And thus, he dwells in them and will be in them, that namely in you, the disciples, for the purpose of bringing you to Jesus, right? Fulfilling the promise then that Jesus makes here uh, in verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Right? To be orphan is to not have a father or a brother, right? To be alone. And Jesus will not leave you alone. He gives you the fellowship of the church. He gives you uh, both himself. And by giving you himself, he gives you the father as your father. And you then are his children. Uh, but how soon will that happen? Or what will soon happen, I should say? Yeah, the world will not see him anymore. Jesus is speaking, of course, um, of his death, but the disciples will see him. right? And, of course, they'll see him through the word as he ascends to heaven. They will have joy. And what will the joy be? And the joy will come that because he lives, um, they will live also. Because I live, you will live also. Verse 19, you see that. Yeah, all right. And what will they know in that day? Again, without the Spirit, this cannot be known, but with the Spirit, they will know that the father Jesus is in the Father, they are in him that is in Jesus and the Father, and um he is in them that the Father and the Son make their dwelling with us by the spirit okay it's all it's only actually quite logical um for some reason, maybe because Jesus is so repetitive and it's and it's so circular sounding um I failed to see the simple logic of it, but it it is quite clear. The children understood pretty directly with just a little bit of instruction this morning. All right, and then that gets us back to the beginning. Who loves Jesus? Those who has his commandments and keeps them, right? So the fellowship of the Father and the Son come by way of the Spirit, working through the word, namely through the commandments of Jesus. That's what the key word for his commands. And then there is a promise made to those who love the commandments. They will be loved by the Father. And Jesus will love them. And of course, Jesus makes himself manifest to us in his word by his spirit. It's all right here. right? I can see it quite clearly. Judas, not ascariot, wonders, though. He doesn't quite get it. Verse 22, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? He's, it's not clicking quite for him yet. And uh, it's a good question. It has really to do with this word, right? If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. <laughs> no, he's quite explicit, not just commandments, but word. To keep the word, I think we've gone over this word before, um, translated here as keep, sometimes translated as obey. I think in the New International Version it's obey. More properly translated, I think, uh, it's to hold fast. I always point out to the children when we come across this word to uh, find the stained glass window in church, which is in the uh, balcony on the right, which is the anchor with the, with the rope. Right? So to hold fast is to be anchored in Christ namely in his word, in his word. Um, So it's through the love of Christ that we hold on to his words and what he teaches. Um, You can get more of that if you go back and read John 8, I think uh, verse 30 and following or so. All right. So what is teaching comes through the word of Jesus here? What is he, who is he teaching us about? God, the Holy Trinity, right? He doesn't use the word Trinity, but it clearly confessed here. Father, he and the Father are one and they send the Spirit who is also one with them and we make our home with him, right. Um, So we will come to him and make our home with him. This should sound familiar, those pronouns, we and our. That's first person plural, right? Yeah, those plural pronouns. Really significant time that Jesus used those pronouns before, yeah. is it Jesus? Yes, it's Jesus, by way of Moses in Genesis chapter one. right? Let us make man in our image, in the image of God, yeah. So here we have those plural, divine plurals again. Beautiful. So to summarize, Jesus promises the spirit of truth will come from the Father to reveal the truth that is the work of Jesus for the salvation of the world. Just as the word was spoken in creation when man was made by the Trinity, so now the Trinity comes to those who hold fast to the word of truth that the Spirit proclaims in the world. The Spirit abides with men through the preaching of the gospel that men may know Jesus and abide with the Father, or in the Father. The world cannot receive the Spirit on its own, but by the gospel he opens our eyes to see and to share in the life that is won for us by Christ, who lives triumphant from the grave. Okay, let's sing our hymn, If Christ Had Not Been Raised from Death. Really, this hymn really is uh, catching my ear this week. I like it.
1: Christ had not been raised from death, our faith would be in vain. Our preaching, but a waste of breath, our sin and guilt remain. But now the Lord is risen indeed. He rules in earth and heaven. This gospel meets a world of need. In Christ we are forgiven. If Christ still lay within the tomb, then death would be the end. And we should face our final tomb with neither guide nor friend. But now the Savior is raised up, so to-
0: pray. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness, and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord Jesus, by your word and spirit, fashion all Christian women into wives made in the image of your bride, the church. Teach them to submit to their husbands as to you, their Lord and Savior give them hearts that trust in your word honor their husbands and look to them for love and spiritual headship deliver them from all fear and faithlessness where their husbands fail them support them with your grace and let them find their sufficiency in you in your holy name we pray amen i pray this day for the church and her pastors for missionaries teachers deaconesses musicians and other servants of christ in his church for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the lord's body and blood let us pray to the lord lord have mercy We pray this day uh, in Thanksgiving with Ron, who celebrates his birthday with um, Alexander or Xander as he goes by, who's celebrating his baptism. We pray for the households of our church, especially Chad and Mindy, Joseph and Andrea, Michael and Jennifer, Shannon, Jerry and Marcella, and Monty and Linda. We pray in Thanksgiving for life and birth and the gift of holy matrimony for Aaron and Virginia. pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, Kimberly, Allie, Dasha, and Teresa. Pray for um, those receiving uh, treatment, who are recovering, who are ill. Praying for Dale and Pam, Joe, Kelsey, Marion, Walt, Christopher, Brad recovering from heart surgery, Gus and Eileen recovering from uh, injuries to their arms. Pray for Doug, Sandy, Hosea, Emily, Pat, Wade, and Darlene. Pray for those homebound, Marcella, Dan, Paul, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for our missions and mercy work, especially that of alert disaster relief teams. Pray in intercession for the mortification of the old man, for the preservation of the word and increase of the church. Finally, we pray for the family and friends of Dan, brother of Doug. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So there you go. That's the Congregation of Prayer for today, Thursday, April 27th. It's good to have you with us here this morning. Again, keep your... Keep the uh, yunches, all of them, in our prayers uh, as they recover. And let's see. Uh, last evening, we had divine service. Uh, camera was out of focus. It's done this a couple times. I'm going to have to keep an eye on that. I tried resetting it again, and it went back into focus. So I don't know what happens there. I think maybe it loses power at some point. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, but the sermon is posted both as a, um, on the podcast platforms, which you can go and subscribe to. And get it to get the audio down downloaded into your phone automatically if you're not a user of podcasts uh, apps, that's a great way to get uh, lots of good content, not just from us but of course from other congregations uh, from fifteen seventeen, the various podcasts we do there. and uh, I find audio listening to be preferred to video mostly because uh, uh, video is well, it's more captivating and in a way, uh, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, but I think well. As the, as the Apostle says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. There's something about listening attentively uh, without the visual distraction that's helpful. Okay, um, but of course you can just watch it as a video on YouTube if you prefer. Watch the complete service on Facebook, etc. Lots of op- opportunities there for you. Tomorrow uh, we'll gather again for prayer at 9 a.m., so I hope to see you then. God be with you all. Keep you safe. We'll see you soon.